0: This Torah class is brought to you by com. Imagine if somebody from the 15th century would suddenly walk into our world and I'm sure he would see that the world has changed and he wouldn't recognize what's happening around him. The map of the world would be different. The map of the sky would be different. The technology, the personalities, the food, the medicine everything would appear to him as if the world was recreated from scratch Rabbi said the last time we were together was just before Rosh Hashanah since then the world has changed dramatically profoundly the world has undergone a cosmic rebirth because since that time We've been through Rosh Hashanah, Yom HaKippurim, and Sukkis. And every cell in the Bria has been reinvented. Everything in the world has been recreated, and most especially ourselves. The Pinchas Korot says, He used to come into the Hakophis, He would be wearing a white kittle with a white kolpik. And he would say the reason he dressed like this Simchas Torah, as he knows as Anyom Kippur, we dress in white because we're trying to be like Malachim. By the time Simchas Torah comes around, the Malachim are already trying to be like us. That's how much we grow. That's how much we change. The Salaam HaKadoshim tell us when we sit in the sukkah, the sukkah is such a holy place that even the Malachim don't have rishus to enter there. And we come out, you know, it says, In the beginning of Pashas, And he saw, He saw the angels, he saw the malachim going up and down the ladder. And B'sham Shem says that the loshen, is not just to meet, but it means an lotion of surprise. Like you, you jump back in shock and awe. He saw the malachim, He was so taken by their wonder, he was so so shocked to see the Malachim. Yet at the end of the this, At the end, after he had gone through all his Nisyonus, he reached the level that now, instead of he being surprised and taken aback at seeing the greatness of the Malachim, it now was, The Malachim looking at him were taken aback by the greatness, by the Madrege of Yankavino. In the same way, how much we grow through a yomim Emneroyim, how much we are lifted up spiritually. Before a Shoshana, before the Yom where we were spiritually old, we were shrunken, disoriented, full of chet. Now we're young and vigorous, energized, rejuvenated. And we might say to ourselves, who, me? I, I, I don't feel that way. I barely remember that it was just Yom Nairoim. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, right. We were just, two weeks ago, still holding a little of an esrig in our hands and saying, ah, olamancho eloikeinu, ashan olamancho bereinu. Maybe some of us feel it was like more, more than a couple of months ago. But even if we don't feel it, In our Neshamas, that's actually how it is. The Rishonim tell us, our Neshamas, we cannot recognize them, how they look after the Yerachai Sonim. We go from Chodesh Tishrei into Chodesh Cheshvin. And just like a newborn baby has everything brand new, but he doesn't know, doesn't understand, is not aware of it, sometimes we're that way, but we are new. We're not the same people. Our Neshamas have been cleansed, our spiritual... Avarim, the premius of all our Avarim, the premius of our eyes, of our ears, of our mouths, our whole makeup has been redone. So maybe we'll feel that this is a big drop. Here we were, a Yerach isonim, a month of strength, a month of power, and we're in Chodesh Mar the month with this Noyamim Toivim, where it appears as if there's no light. Yet the truth is that now. We are ready for the tachlis. The point of the entire Yomim Niroim is a Posik, We say it on Shmini saris and the Hafteirah. We lay in the Hafteirah of Shloim HaMelech, and it says, "Vayihiba <speaking in the> Yoim Hashmini, Shilach Es <speaking in> HaOm, <the> Vayivorchu Es HaMelech, Vayelchula Holeym, Smeichim V'Toyvei Leiv Al Kol Asher Hashem." There's a posting in Yecheskel, Vahachayos Rotsoi Veshoiv, Kimare Habozok, talks about the Malochim, the Chayos, they are Rotsoi Veshoiv, means they go toward v'shoiv and they go back. And the Balatanya is mazbum. The Malochim in Shammai, in their existence, goes through stages. First, they're ratzai, they go towards Hashem, and they absorb all of the energy, all of the Shefa, all of the chiyus. Then, Veshoiv, they go back... And they accomplish what they have to. They go back again to the Reboi to get more Shefa. Go back, accomplish what they have to. And they're constantly touching and jumping back, touching and jumping back. And that is the Seder of the entire Bria. We are the same. We're always for Feshoy. We go towards Hashem. We, Daven we become close to the Rabbi Yislam. Afterwards, we go back into this world and we take some of what we've gained and we have to apply it to life. That whole period of the Yom Emnoi the extraordinary high point of the year, is Ratzel, we're close to Hashem, we're sitting with silda Emnusa, we're dancing with HaKadosh Baruch we're singing, we're full of Shevach Voidah, what is that? What is the purpose of all that? The purpose of that is now, is after Chodesh Tishrei, V'shoiv, we've taken so much, we filled ourselves up, and that's what Shlom that's what it says in the Pesach, After Yom Tevayi Bayoim HaShmini, Shilach HaSoom, Vayivorchus HaMelech, Vayelchul HaOleim, Smeichim V'toi Leiv Al Kol HaToi V'Hasheros Hashem. HaShem did great things to us, for what? Just that we should have a great experience. No, so that we should prepare ourselves for the long winter that's ahead to take Vashaiv, to understand that the Seder and the purpose of life is to take that Kedusha and bring it into the everyday life and to bring it into the normal give and take of what appears to us to be simple weekday. What appears to us to be long winter nights. which the Balei Musa call the heilige vintenech, the holy long winter nights, the nights where we can grow, the season where all of nature goes into a slumber, when all of Gashmias wears itself down, and the trees drop their leaves and draw into themselves and the roots shrunk, shrink and retract and it seems as if the world is asleep the Gashmias is asleep and that's when we have to take the energy that we've absorbed and use it to grow there was a great tzaddik in Yerushalayim he was known to be the biggest masper in Yerushalayim Alexander Moshe Lapidus and he used to say his version of Olam Habo what he's dreaming of what Ganeid is going to be he's going to have a shtender with a gemarum above a kama and a tea, and a pack of cigarettes, and he'll be sitting by the window, and outside there's going to be a furious winter storm, and he'll be able to sit and learn by that window for all eternity. That was his picture of Oilem HaBo. So, we are at the beginning of a time of great opportunity. Hashem has invested tremendous koyach, We've been rotsoi. We've been lifted very high, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is expecting a return on his investment. This is not. This is really a, a marshal of life. What Hakadosh Baruch Hu invests in us till he sends us down on this world. And he puts koyach into us, and he expects of us. We're meant to take the gifts that Hakadosh Baruch who gives us and turn them into something meaningful. In koheles, oh, Shabbos Chalamoid, we read koheles. Koheles is one long musashmuz. Now, if you listen during, you listen during the laning of koheles, every few psukim, somebody else gives a Krecht, somebody else gives a sigh. Oh, hevel Ah, Everybody. Ah, yeah, we all know the truth vanities and futilities and, and, and we're told it like it really is. There's one Pasek in Koheles that describes something so horrific and I don't know if this scene has ever taken place in all of human history. Yet there's a posig that is, describes a certain reaction that is so unbelievable if we would think into it, it would boggle our minds. The fool folds his arms and he eats his own flesh. I don't know if there's ever been recorded in all history, if there ever was a culture that existed where people ate their own flesh. We know there's cannibalism, or even today there are tribes who eat each other for breakfast. But that one should take a piece of his own flesh and eat it, never happened. People die of hunger before they would bite into themselves. People go insane, and yet you'll never see somebody eating his own flesh. I'm not a zoologist, but I think even in the animal kingdom, it doesn't exist. Although you have animals that eat each other, you even have animals that eat their own young. And the Teichet describes that at the time of the Churban, and the Pasak tells us, Yidei noshim Rachmoni is Bishlu Yaldein. But nowhere do we find that people would descend to the level of actually eating their own flesh. What would it take to make someone be an Oichel as Besoroi? Certainly not hunger, not even insanity would drive a person to do something which we've never witnessed in all of human experience. About what is this Pasik talking about? So Chazal tell us in the Medrash, this is defining a terrible moment in a person's existence. When a person will come to Shamayim, says the Medrash, And he will see what he could have accomplished with his life easily. How much teiri he could have known. How many mitzvahs he could have done. How he wasted time and energy and life. And lost the opportunity to be mashlim himself, which he could have accomplished so easily. He's going to be driven to such an intense pain, to such an agony, to such an anguish, that at that moment he is going to actually be oichel es besoroy He will eat his own flesh. A level of pain that nobody in this world has ever seen. And the grod says that that is a pain that's worse than all of Gehenna. Besides the gehenim and the punishment that a person that's reserved for khaitim and Balei seeing what we could have had, seeing how we were tricked by the Sahara, seeing how we wasted our energy and our Koyach for nothing and how easily we could have had it all, that pain is so powerful if a human being would have to go through that, says the Goen, he would die on the spot. But HaKadosh Baruch who gives the neshama the strength to continue existing. About that moment it says Haksil Yodav, the fool Oichel es He eats his own flesh. The Eitzahar is truly vicious. It's a moira de givad for Abitzala Petaburga. Rabitzela asked, "Chazal tell us, Rishoyim Maleim Charotos. The wicked are full of regrets." And Rabitzela asked, "Why would the Yetzirah put that feeling of Charotah? Why wouldn't the Yetzirah tempt us to sin, make us sin, and make us be happy with it, so we should have the strength and the desire to continue more? Why does he make us sin, and then we have Charotah, and then eventually he'll get us again?" Why does the Yetzirah allow that to happen? We know that when we sin, we feel bad, and then we forget, and go, why? It says, it's for something murdering. The Chobos HaLavavos tells us, the Yetzirah, the Satan, doesn't just want us to sin, doesn't just want to tempt us, doesn't just want to defile us. He is our Sineh. He hates us with a passion. He wants to destroy us. He wants that not only we should be lost from Olam habo, but we should be disgusted with Olam Maze too. That we should do the Aver, He doesn't want us to have the enjoyment. He wants us afterwards to have the regret of Rishoyim Malayim Charotois. He hates us so much. And that's why He allows us to be full of Charot and full of regret. In order that we should go through the pain Even on this world. And if that's what the Yetzirah wants, he certainly is driving us towards the source of that regret. What's the source of all pain in the world? What's the root of it? The ultimate devastating agony of that final moment when we're going to be es b'soroi. He's driving us towards that moment and fueling it. And all regret and all tzar and all agony has its root in that pain that transcends all of human experience. A pain that hasn't been witnessed on this world. So the Yetzirah is called a Melech zoken Uksil. Why is he called a fool? And the Chavetz Chaim said, he's not because he's a fool, but like you call in Yiddish a shoemaker, a schuster, and a tailor is called a Schneider, because he cuts, and because he makes shoes, so too one who makes others into fools is called a ksil. His job is to fool us, to make us make such a terrible, profound mistake in our lives that before we turn around, we've wasted our lives, and then we become eichele bosser you've just experienced another torah class brought to you by torahanytime.com